So how do you attract new business so you constantly don't have to chase it? Hi, I'm Mike Cuevas, the Real Estate Marketing Dude, and this podcast is all about building a strong personal brand people have come to know, like, trust, and most importantly, refer. But remember, it is not their job to remember what you do for a living, it's your job to remind them. Let's get started. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Marketing Dude Podcast. What is up, everybody? What we're going to be doing today on today's episode is I'm not going to bring bringing on a guest. We're going to actually go through, and I want to teach today. Um, I can't tell you how many times in the past um, couple of weeks that I've been having this exact conversation with people who've been calling in and that, that we're doing demos, they're asking us to do their video services or um, they're doing something with our uh, listing, the listing advocate, where they're talking about developing a unique selling proposition around their brand. And it always comes down to the same conversation. And what that is, is that advertising is not marketing and marketing is not advertising. So what I want to do on this um, podcast is really explain the difference between the two, because they are night and day. And oftentimes, many of us in the real estate community lump them as sort of the same activities. And it's extremely, extremely important to understand the difference between the two, because the truth is, regardless of what type of business you're in, you should be doing a little bit of both. You should always be marketing your business and you should always be advertising as such. So where we're going to start here is we're going to start at the beginning. And I have to give you the why before I could give you the what. And the reason uh, we're going to start with where business comes from for real estate agents or lenders um, in that case. And we'll speak specifically on those two topics. Now, uh, I'm looking at a chart right now on a computer. And um, what it's telling me, and this is a a stat from NAR, National Association of Realtors. And basically what it's telling me is that 80% of closed transactions last year came from people you already personally met, they used you in the past, or you accidentally ran into them, um, personal referral, personal acquaintance, uh, they ran into your office. So it's either people you meet or you worked in the past or people that were referred to you, period. Now, that's where over 80 freaking percent of business comes from. So I want to take a second and get out of the real estate industry. And I want to talk about what I would do if I started a new business. And I want you to apply this concept to your business and see where you can fill in the gaps. First and foremost, if um, I started a taco stand, very first thing I would do is say, where in San Diego would I sell the most amount of tacos? Number one, why? Because I'm going to look to see where I could get the most amount of sales. Well, in your real estate business, you should ask yourself the same damn thing. Where am I going to get the most amount of sales? Okay. So back to the taco restaurant. If I'm in uh, San Diego, I'm probably going to end up putting a taco restaurant in like the PB area. Why the Pacific Beach area? Well, because there's always drunk college kids there and those kids stay out till two o'clock in the morning, which means I probably have another three or four hours of open time to sell a bunch of more tacos in addition to my whole daytime to a bunch of drunk college kids. Well, that's probably the best location. So I know that I would probably open up my taco stand in that area. Now let's flip back to real estate. In real estate, if we know that 80% of our business comes from the people we already know, we referred to or personally met, that means I'm going to plop my face in front of all of those people consistently. I'm not opening up uh, per se a brick and mortar store to where they live, but I just could keep my face in front of them very easily every month 
in a consistent way because that's where the majority of my business comes from. Now, that would be point one. Now, in the if I wanted to generate more sales, then maybe I would start advertising. And then maybe I would take out an ad in, or maybe a radio ad, just to bring more awareness. That would be advertising. I'd be, hey, blah, 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 come by my house, come by my house. I'm expecting, or come by my tacos, come by my tacos. I'm expecting somebody to take action on something that I am trying to do myself. So um, same thing with real estate. Well, I can buy Zillow leads. I can buy different types of business. I can buy certain other things. And with real estate, I could lead generate different types of transactions or anything because I am lead generating. So the difference between advertising and marketing is strictly on how you're doing it. When I'm marketing my business, I'm fighting for attention and awareness. When I'm advertising my business, I'm fighting for actions and leads as a direct result of something I met. Now, what surprises me so much in this business is that no matter where we're, um, no matter where, I mean, I have clients all over the country now at this point. We have people from Florida, the freaking California, North, the East, Northeast, and everyone has the same problem, guys. I, I cannot stress this anymore. Why aren't you guys just staying in front of that 80% a lot more often? And what kind of AKA marketing activities are you doing to accomplish that? Okay, so I'm going to speak specifically on marketing first, and then we're going to go into advertising. In my opinion, if you're a mortgage broker and you're a real estate agent, and you're not marketing your local community and the people you already know, you are losing money on a daily basis. Well, you're not necessarily losing money on a daily basis. What's really happening is you're logging on to Facebook and realizing that there's been a certain amount of people that are buying or selling without you because they forgot what the hell you do for a living. But guess what? It's not their job to remember what the fuck you do. It's your job to remind them. So one of the things and the most important thing you could do in this business, again, in my opinion, as real estate marketing dude, is market the people you already know. The problem is, is how do you do that, Mike? How the hell do I stay in front of the people I already know? They don't want to hear about market updates. They don't want to hear about me, just listed, just sold. No shit, they don't. Listen, if you keep talking about work all the time and you're always just talking about work, 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 people are going to tone you out. If all I did was talk about work with all my friends, they stop asking me to go eat dinner, man. And the same thing happens to your database, but that doesn't mean we stop talking to them. If you stop talking to your significant other, you're going to get a divorce. Doesn't mean, so it, you have to carry on the conversation. You have to even market your significant other. So what I'm getting at here is that it's very, it's so important to maintain a consistent presence. And this is the reason why. If most of the business already comes from the people that we know, like, trust, and the ones that already know and love us, well, um, we have to be conscious of that because the average number of transactions a human being does over the course of their lifetime is three to five. So what that means is that every single relationship you have in life right now, depending on your market, just what's the average sale price of your market and times that by three or four. That's the value of a relationship for you today. So let's just put that in the context in San Diego here. Um, prices here are expensive, 800, uh, 1.5 million where we live at. And if I'm working just this market, well, I'm looking at somebody as, hey, I'm going to sell this person, every person I know, an average of 2.5 to $4 million over the course of their lifetime. 
Do the math on that. That's roughly seventy-five dollars to $100,000 worth of income. Now, the reason why, though, I can't just put that price tag on them is because that individual has the ability to refer me three, four, five, and an unlimited amount of people over the course of lifetime of a relationship that I could do the same thing with. So your relationships that you have in life, actually, I don't think you could put a price tag on them. But if you wanted to be very, very safe, that would be the best way that you could approach that situation to determine how the value of each relationship is. Now, when we're talking about people transacting and they're moving, I know it's a numbers game. It's mathematical because 10 to 15% of the population will move each and every year and 100% of them will have a referral for me. If I'm consistently marketing my database, marketing my sphere of influence, marketing my email list, marketing my Facebook friends, marketing my Instagram accounts, marketing my LinkedIn followers, marketing on TikTok. If I'm just constantly putting my face out there in the world, in the universe, well, 10 to 15% of the people who see my content will be moving and 100% of them have a referral for you. The problem is you don't get referrals from strangers. You get them from the people you know. That's why the number one database to keep in touch and contact with are the people you'd invite to your wedding, funeral, if you had an unlimited budget for both. That's it. This business is not rocket science. Okay. The question is, how do you do it? Well, we own a video marketing company, so I have no problem telling you how we do it. I would love to do it for you. But how we do it is we shower them with video content. We video email our databases once or twice a month with content that doesn't necessarily have to be about real estate. Hey, Johnny, did you guys see the new restaurant just opened up our neighborhood? You should really go check it out. Their tacos are the bomb. Oh, hey, did you see the new property that you, the new development that just went on in our neighborhood? Guess what? If you're wondering how much those values are going for, they're going for $500,000. That means your house is not worth this. Or guess what? Did you see that in the state of California, they just outlawed all the zoning requirements for single family homes. This means that your next door neighbor can build a four flat and sectionate it. Whatever of value, sometimes as entertainment, sometimes as informational, but whatever of value is what you communicate. Oftentimes we just overthink the process. What do I say? They're going to think I'm stupid. What do I do here? Do you actually overthink the process when you pick up a phone call from a lead or you talk to an old friend you haven't spoke about in 15 years? Absolutely not. You shouldn't overthink this either. See, to truly market your database, I always recommend taking on a multi-pronged approach. Um, it's the same reason why all the retailers do it. I like direct mailing my database. I like video emailing my database. And I love being all over social media with my database. Why? Well, 10 to 15% of them are going to move. And the more they see me, the more likely I'm going to get that first call. And when I do, 80% of the people will work with the first person they meet with. That's why. This is common sense. I'm not smart. I'm not doing anything or teaching you guys anything else that um, you don't already know on the inside. I'm just bringing it to light. See, the problem is, is that you have all these companies coming out here trying to sell you a bunch of fucking leads. Buy this, buy that. You got to lead generate. Sell, 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 sell. Folks, 80% of the business, I just told you where it came from. So when you're signing up for all these expensive platforms, when you're signing up for the super duper websites and the email autoresponders, what you're really doing is fighting for less than 20% of the actual population where you could just be staying in front of the people you already know, like, and trust, whether that's 100 people, whether it's 300 people, or whether that's 1,000 people, because within it, the same numbers I just told you about are accurate. So what do you do? I promise you that 
content creation, it already is. But I promise you that consistent content creation and brand is the entire future of our business. And for those people that are just going to sell, 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 it's going to get harder and harder and harder and harder, just like it is for the past 10 years. Those of you that are cold calling right now, was it easier to cold call a few years ago as it is today? Those of you that are converting online leads right now, was it easier to convert online leads a few years ago than it is today? Those of you who went door knocking, did you get less guns pull on you at the house or less pissed off people back then than you do today? Absolutely, folks, because consumer habits have changed. Information gathering has changed. And what we have to do is change with it. Now, I'm not saying don't advertise. But what I am saying is you should prioritize, quote unquote, marketing activities, content creation, bringing constant attention, awareness to your brand and staying in front of those people first before you ever fucking think about spending a dollar on advertising. The truth is you're going to convert less than 5% on any advertising campaign. And advertising is really expensive. You don't believe me? Go check your market. What's your average zip code going for from our boys Zillow? What is Zillow selling you the zip codes for? All right, Johnny, you get X amount of leads per month. You know why? Because customer acquisition is always expensive, not just in real estate, but in any business. Do you know what these iBuyers pay for a seller lead? You know what investors would pay for a seller lead? A lead, someone that rose their hand, just one lead, an inquiry, 180 to 250 bucks in some cases. Sometimes you go as high as $300 in different markets. That's very expensive, guys. It's very expensive to acquire a customer. It is always a lot less expensive to generate a referral or repeat business. It's in any business. It's not a real estate thing. It works in Zappos. It works in every single entity. And they're doing it. That's why so many people have marketing plans. So I'm not saying don't advertise, but here's what I am saying about advertising. If you're going to advertise, you better advertise to a niche or a niche. It needs to be a very specific solution to somebody's fucking problem. If you're hitting like every door direct mail and you're sending out what's your home worth, you are wasting your damn money, in my opinion. Why do real estate investors never have a listing problem? Well, it's because they know how to advertise. Why do these iBuyers not have a listing problem or a home problem? Well, because they know how to advertise. See, what they do though, is they buy segmented data or they put their offer or their solution in front of the very people that really, really, really need it. That's advertising, folks. See, the reason why a lot of your Facebook ads are taking six to nine months, 12 months out, and people are getting frustrated with them is because you're advertising in a platform that people aren't necessarily looking for that information. That's why the lead life in Facebook is a lot longer traditionally than any other source. But if you were to take that over to Google, for example, and advertise on, say, Google, people where they are expressing intent, they're actually looking for the information or whatever the hell you're selling. Well, that's a lot better solution, don't you think? So what I'm saying is like, let's just take listing lead generation, for example. We're going to start a big listing lead generation campaign here in San Diego in a little bit. And I'm putting my team together here. And uh, my job is going to be to market and generate leads. And for me here, I don't have a database. I don't have anyone to market. You right. 
but I have a bunch of agents that I'll be marketing their databases for them because I always know that'll bring in business. It doesn't mean we're not going to advertise. We are going to advertise, but we're going to advertise smart. We're going to advertise directly for seller lead generation. And to dial that down even further, what I'm going to be doing is buying a list of data for my friends over at GeoPoint Data. Go look them up, guys. Give Dustin a little shout out. GeoPointData.com. And when I buy that list of data, I'm going to buy landlords, people who have financial problems, probate, divorce, death. I'm going to buy a list of people who are more than likely to sell their house. I'm not buying a farm. I'm not trying to build a brand. I'm trying to get a solution so I could sell some more damn houses. And if I want to minimize my spend and maximize my ROI, the number one way you do that is by targeting the very right people. And then putting our solution right in front of those very people, that's what advertising is. So I'm not saying don't advertise, but I'm saying if you're going to advertise, you advertise a niche. You never advertise a generalization because when you advertise a generalization, you're wasting your damn money. Buying Zillow leads is advertising a niche. Why? Because you're buying specific conversations or inquiries of people who are inquiring about homes lists or homes. That's advertising, right? You're buying leads, you're buying inquiries. Hey, contact, put your information in here and I'll give you the information here. That's a lead. What I would never do though, is like, personally, I, I personally wouldn't buy the shopping cart ad. I personally wouldn't buy the shopping cart ad at the grocery store. You know what else I probably wouldn't do is I probably wouldn't buy um, the billboard. I would do that more for branding and marketing, but when I had the dumb FU money to waste, if I'm going to spend money on lead generation, I'm going to niche down and I'm going to look for a very specific audience or segment that I have a solution for. And then I'm going to put my solution in front of them. That is the magic for advertising. But before I would ever do that, I'm going to go ahead and start marketing first. And I'm going to market the people I already know, the ones I've done worked with in the past and the people that I've personally met. I'm going to do my best to stay in front of them because 10 to 15% of them will return to me or will be moving and 100% of them have a referral for me. And the more content I create, the larger that email list grows, the larger that social media reach grows, and then the more opportunities that fit that exact same formula also exist. So folks, I want to keep it short and sweet today. I want you to break down your business and I want you to look at it in two ways. I want you to look at what you're doing as in terms of marketing activities, are you doing client events? How are you staying in front of your peeps? Are you consistently sending emails out? Are you direct mailing your database? Are you, make, are you creating content on social media to remind people you're doing? And if not, put the pen to paper. This is the fourth quarter. Launch next year with a marketing plan that'll actually pay you. On the other end, I want you to look and say, hey, what is my niche? What's the one problem I could potentially solve for people? And then look at your budget and then say, okay, if I do this, what can my ROI be? Your ad spend will always be higher on lead generation or advertising than it will be on marketing. It's just the way it is. It's a lot less expensive to stay in front of people than it is to try to get new people to inquire with whatever type of food you're serving. So I want you to take what we have here today. Listen and list out both of what you're doing in each side of your business and dwindle it down. You don't need to be doing a million things. You need to be doing one thing really damn good. Once you accomplish that, then go on to the next thing and start doing that really damn good. Then you go on to the next thing and then you start fucking doing even better at that. You don't approach multiple 
lead or advertising campaigns until you master the first one you work on. That's how you run a profitable ROI and scale up your business. But the easiest way to start is by starting by the lower hanging fruit and by hitting the people you already know and creating a marketing plan before you ever start advertising. I really hope this message resonated with you today. Folks, if you need help creating a marketing plan, hire a real estate marketing dude. Visit our site. We create content. We keep you in front of people and we'll turn you into a local celebrity of your market. If you're looking for a unique selling proposition, visit our website, listingadvocate.com, where it's a multiple seller option solution where you'll start selling something in your market that nobody is. And we appreciate you guys following the show, leaving us comments, and please go ahead and subscribe to our channels and post us some messages. Send me some love. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram. Appreciate each and every one of you guys. Thanks for listening to the show for the last four or five years. Really appreciate you guys. Keep it going. And I'll keep trying to bring the fire. Peace. Have a good day. Thank you for watching another episode of the Real Estate Marketing Dude podcast. If you need help with video or finding out what your brand is, visit our website at www.realestatemarketingdude.com. We make branding and video content creation simple and do everything for you. So if you have any additional questions, visit the site, download the training, and then schedule time to speak with a dude and get you rolling in your local marketplace. Thanks for watching another episode of the podcast. We'll see you next time.